Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before we begin on the stories, I need to give a trigger warning for sexual assault on the last story of this video. Also, I feel like I almost need to apologize, because I know a lot of the stories this week were pretty dark, and I feel like I almost gave a trigger warning for every video. Sorry about that. It just so happens that a lot of the stories sent to me are of that nature. So yeah. Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed this one, and have a great weekend, everyone. And remember, if you have a story of your own, be sure to send it to southerncannibal.com. Stay hungry. My name is Edward, and this is a long story, so please bear with me. This all happened recently, so it's still very fresh in my mind. It was a normal Saturday night, and it was only me and my grandma, because my family left to go to a party and I wasn't really interested in going, and I was very paranoid that something bad would happen to my grandma, so I stayed with her. Anyways, she told me she had to run up to go do some errands, and asked if I could come along with her, and I said yes, because, well, there was really nothing else to do. When we arrived at the store, I was surprised to see so many people. I also forgot to mention that it was 11 p.m., so I was expecting no one to really be there, but here we are. So we started going around getting things and getting some things for me because I had my wallet with me. As I was walking around, I had saw some school supplies that I really needed, so I went to go grab some, but then I got a weird gut feeling that was saying not to go there, but me ignoring my gut, I went there anyway. As I was searching for the supplies, a man dressed in all black stood right beside me, and my gut was still telling me to get out of there, but being the dumbass I was, I still ignored it and went on with my business. Just then, he gave me a big grin, and I got chills all over my body, and I then said to the man, Oh hell no, I'm not dealing with this shit, and I then sprint to go find my grandma. But as I was trying to find my grandma, I turned around to see if the man was following me. And to my horror, he was indeed following me, and my blood turned cold. The only two things in my mind were telling my grandma and to try and tell a worker. But I went to go find my grandma, and luckily she was at the cleaning aisle. I just went and hugged her and just cried in her arms. Now, obviously she was confused and asked what was wrong but I was checking to see if the man was gone. And luckily he was, and I then proceeded to tell her everything that happened. At first, she didn't really seem to care, and just told me to come with her and pay for the items, and so we did. We scanned the items and left, 
and luckily we made it home safe and sound. And I never did see that man again. And I really hope it stays that way. I know this isn't the type of story you usually hear. And it might not sound all that scary. But being in that situation, I was really scared. I want to advise everyone to always trust your gut. Because it really can save your life. I used to work at this retail store for a little over a year, and the store is known for having items at a very discounted price. Due to this, it was a hot spot to steal from, as we were also prohibited from running after them. It was a late night, and we were very close to closing. I was at the register checking out the last few customers we had, when suddenly a couple walked up to me. And the girl then told me that she needed to tell me something, but couldn't say it out loud. So she then asked me for a paper and pen to write something down. I could tell from the look in her eyes then it was not good, and I was getting quite frightened at that moment. After giving her the pen and paper, I saw that she had written that she had seen another customer grab something from a shelf and then stuff it into his pants, and also wrote that the same customer was just a few feet away from where we were which is why she wanted to write it out instead of saying it out loud. I had never been in this type of situation, and I didn't know how to react, but I thanked the customer for letting me know, and that I would notify the manager in security. Over the headset that we all had, I proceeded to say what the previous customer told me, and let everyone know where and who he was. Coincidentally, this same customer wanted to see some jewelry, which we kept locked up, and you needed an employee to open. This is when my manager stepped into action and proceeded to interact and help him. After a few minutes, my manager then asked him if he'll be paying for the merchandise that he just stuffed into his pants. That's when the customer proceeded to say that he didn't know what my manager was talking about. My manager then said that we actually saw him put an item into his pants, and that he needed to either pay for this item or leave. The customer was still adamant that he didn't know what we were talking about, but got very irate and said that we were lying and trying to frame him. Our security and manager then began to get more forceful and then asked him to leave, and if he didn't, we would call the police. He then started to walk towards the exit, but not without saying a few choice words first. With him now gone, we thought it was over, but boy were we wrong. About 15 to 20 minutes, we suddenly hear a very loud and persisting honking coming from outside the store, like one would do to get someone's attention. Our security then decided to see what the commotion was, and saw a car that was parked facing our doors. And when the person inside the car saw the security walking outside, he then proceeded to honk even louder. Our security wasn't able to see who the driver was, because the headlights were blinding him. But he then suddenly realized that the person that was honking was the same customer who had been kicked out for shoplifting. The moment he realized this, he started to walk back into the store, and at that same time, the customer walked out from his car and was walking towards the store with what looked to be like a weapon in his hands. My manager then acted very fast and was able to close the doors before he made it any closer. Once he realized that the doors were locked, 
he got even angrier and he started to bang on the doors with the item he had in his hands. And that is when we saw he had a crowbar. We then proceeded to call the police and let them know what was happening and they advised that they would be there as soon as possible. We were all pretty scared and we even had a few customers left inside the store and we had to let them know what was going on. We all had to step backwards to the back of the store, away from the front of the doors. After what felt like forever, we stopped hearing his honking and banging, and saw that he had left. We were still pretty shaken up, and that's when the police finally arrived. We opened the door for them, and my manager and security proceeded to let them know what had happened. At that point, the police were really unable to do anything except write a police report. At that same moment, our security then noticed that the same person had come back. When the security noticed this, he told the police, who then went outside to talk to the driver. I'm not sure what he may have told the police, but they did arrest him and search his car. And from the search, they were able to find the crowbar that he had previously had in his hand, and a handgun. We're very, very lucky that the police were there when they were, or who the hell knows what he had in mind to do with the handgun. I would like to tell the story of a coworker that I had one date with, and pretty much realized he was an obsessive psychopath stalker. I worked in a small retail store that sold mostly things that farmers and people who worked in hands-on jobs like construction up in the midwestern part of the United States in a state where the winter gets very cold and the lake near our home becomes a very big ice fishing community around early December. I was born and raised there until I moved down south a year ago. I really loved the job I had as a cashier at that retail store. Since it was one of the smaller stores in our small town, it got a lot of regulars and I made many friends there. In my third year at the store, around mid-May, we received some new hires, a brother and sister. For the sake of the story, I'll call the brother Jake and the sister Sylvia. Jake was around my age. He was about five foot eight, overweight, and he looked a bit like a guy who looked at a computer or TV screen all day for game playing. No offense to the gamers out there, but he was like obsessed with gaming from sun up to sundown. Sylvia was an adorable early 20s girl. She had long blonde hair tied into a high ponytail, brown eyes that were the color of chocolate, behind black thick rimmed glasses, and a very sweet and soft spoken voice. She was fun to talk to whenever we were slow at the store or on our breaks. We'd laugh and joke like we had known each other for years. One day, after Jake and Sylvia had been there for around three months, Jake walked up to me while I had no customers, sweaty and breathing heavily from working in the loading yard in the back of the store, and said, Hey, you want to go out sometime on a date? I was shocked. I was getting over a little bit of a heartbreak after my boyfriend that had dated me since high school had told me that he and I should see other people and I wasn't really ready to dip back into the dating scene just quite yet. That and it was really sudden. Plus, he had this look on his face, almost desperate for me to say yes. 
I told him that I wasn't sure yet, and he seemed to deflate a bit. I told him I was sorry, but I'd think about it. He took some blank receipt paper, and he wrote his phone number down before leaving for the break room. I felt a little uneasy, and I just crumpled up the paper and tossed it out. Our store had a strict policy against employees dating, so I didn't want to break that rule and say yes to him while working. Plus, I didn't know him that well, except for what others told me, so I was nervous. A week later, I was working again on the register on the far end of the store, register 12 I believe, and Jake walked by, placing a folded piece of notepaper on the counter and walking away. I waited until my break and read it. I don't remember all of what it said, but in summary, he told me I was very beautiful and if I gave him a chance, he could make me happy. The entire thing read like one of those romance movie letters. I was really nervous, but yet I didn't want to just say no to him. I was kind of afraid of what he'd say or do. I know, if I was creeped out, why didn't I just report him? Well, I'm the type that really hates confrontation, and I also really hate telling when people make me uncomfortable, because I'm really afraid of the person or people I'm telling on to enact revenge. Stupid, I know, but that's just how I am. The next day, I asked my grandmother, who was staying the weekend at her house for a mini vacation, on what I should do. She gently stroked my hair and said, Honey, you'd probably know by one date if this guy's a creep or not. Try it out, and if it doesn't work, just tell him you don't really see a second day working out. I then asked her if she and my parents would protect me in case he got violent. She just smiled and said, of course. Three days later, and I had set up a date with Jake. We were going to grab lunch and hang out at a mall about an hour and a half away from where I lived. He arrived and he helped me into his truck, which was a really rusted out beater. It had smelled heavily of cigarette smoke inside of it, and I could see a small handgun in the back with the clip out, but it still made me nervous. When I went to ask him about it, he simply reached into the back and put it on the floorboards, then saying, Oh, don't worry about that. Forget you saw it. And I tried to, but it had really lurked in the back of my mind. As we drove, he had asked me if I had any plans for my future. I said that I wanted to someday become a mother and raise a daughter or son. He went quiet and then launched into this long-winded story of how he was going to build this high-tech bunker underground with self-sustaining gardens and a heavy metal door that could only be accessed by a chip that he'd implanted into people that he wanted to come into his world. I nodded politely and let him talk until he mentioned that I would be his wife and I'd only have one job, bearing and raising his children. I'm sorry, what? He was talking like he was planning my future for me. To test out if he was serious, I actually joked, Don't I get a say in this? His reply? No, that's your job. The world's going to end soon, and we're going to have to repopulate the human race. When we arrived in my mall, my mind was racing, and I didn't feel hungry. But I didn't want to just end the day there 
and risk him being mad at me or worse. Using that gun on the floorboard in the back of his truck. We went to one of the food stalls, and like a gentleman, he paid for the meal. I ordered my meal, then he ordered his. Uh, yes, can I get the beef stir-fry with a triple portion of meat, five egg rolls, and four portions of noodles, please? I was stunned. That was more than I can eat in three meals, but I didn't say anything. I just wrote it off as if he hadn't eaten breakfast. So, reasonable explanation for the large meal, right? As we ate, he kept talking about our future together. I just made noises of affirmation and stared at my food. I was feeling really sick to my stomach, and I didn't want this to continue. But then he said something that made my blood chill. You know, you're way better than my ex-wife. She called me abusive, and she won't let me see my kid. I looked up, and he had a really creepy smile on his face. Like, picture Ted Bundy with the smile of the Joker. Yeah, that type of smile. I shot a three-second glance at his left hand. No ring. And he never mentioned it in the text we had leading up to the day. So, choosing my words as carefully as I could, I said, But Jake, you said you've never had any girlfriends. You said I was the first girl you've ever taken out. He just laughed, and his big meaty hand ruffled my short hair, as he said. If I told you about my ex-wife or the other four girls I've had in the past, you'd have never said yes to this date. You're just so cute. We stayed at the mall for two hours. During that time, I went to the restroom and texted my dad. This is how the conversation went. Dad, Jake's being really, really weird. How so, Peanut? My dad said. I don't know. He's acting like I agreed to marry him or something, and he's been saying some conspiracy theory level creepy stuff. Like having an underground house for when the world ends, and planting chips into people, and how him and I are going to repopulate the human race. What do I do? He's asking if I want to meet his dad after we leave here. It was true. In one of the stores, Jake asked me if I wanted to meet his dad, who worked as a nurse at a hospital in the large town about a mile from where I lived. My dad responded with telling me to meet the dad, but that if Jake kept the creep factor, have him bring me home, and then he'd deal with anything after that. I thanked him and returned to Jake. We left the mall and we drove to his house. It was a dump. Dead grass, broken things littering the front yard, and peeling paint. In my head, I remember thinking, serial killer house much? When we entered, the inside of the house smelled of cat dander, pet feces, and rotten food. His dad was watching TV in a recliner, and he greeted me with a hello stating in a joking manner that finally Jake brings home a decent girl. Then Jake said something that once again made my blood run cold. Want to go upstairs and mess around? I swallowed softly but hard. This was way too creepy, but I said to see if I was overreacting if he meant to play some Xbox or something. He shook his head, leaned in, and then whispered in my ear, No, 
I want to take you to my room and fuck you. I said no thanks and suggested we go to a local Dairy Queen for ice cream before he took me home. He agreed, and off we went. While at the Dairy Queen, he got up to use the bathroom and he left his phone on the table. He was texting Sylvia, and I asked if I could get her number from his phone so we could chat too. He said sure, and left. I looked at the conversation, and it seemed fairly normal, but one phrase he said a few minutes before he left for the bathroom said something that took the entire thing to frightening. In response to his sister saying, Jocelyn seems sweet, I've got a good feeling about her, much better than X, meaning his ex-wife, Jake replied, If I make her bleed, do you think she'll hate me? I know she's a virgin, and I can't wait to have her. I freaked out mentally, and quickly plugged Sylvia's number into my phone, before texting my dad in SOS. Unfortunately, however, he'd gone out with some of his friends for a drink, and he had his phone turned off, and my mom was at home in bed sick. I was all alone with Jake. Fortunately, I managed to convince him that after he got back from the bathroom, I wasn't feeling too good and that I wanted to go home. He said okay, and he drove me to the road my house was on. Our road had been repaved the day before, and I was going to have to walk on the grass lining the road to the end where our house was. Jake had offered to walk me, but I said no thanks, and that my mom was waiting for me, before then getting out of the truck. I began walking, and I began to hear him breathing beside me. I then felt his hand go to my thigh, and then squeeze it before attempting to touch me inappropriately. Now, I was almost molested by a male relative when I was seven years old, so I was scared that this asshole was going to try and rape me. I jerked away, screaming at him to leave me alone, and ran all the way to my house. As I ran, I heard him scream, You will be mine! I'll have you as my wife! I got inside, and our dog came running to me, growling at the yelling outside. I collapsed to the floor in tears, and I hugged her close to me while she licked my face, like she knew I was scared and needed comfort. The next morning, I had told my parents everything that happened the day before. While I did, Jake was blowing up my phone, saying how sorry he was for touching me and what he had yelled. He said he was only kidding around, but after showing my parents the text between Jake and Sylvia, plus all the other crazy things that had happened. They were furious. Jay kept texting me, but now they weren't begging for me to forgive them. They were outright scary. I know where you live. I will come and take you, and you will be mine. Answer me right now or you'll regret it. My dad saw them and had enough. He saw how afraid I was and went into Papa Bear mode. He called Jake and then put it on speaker so I could hear it. Hello? Hi, Jake. Oh, hi, Mr. X. I didn't know it was you. Why are you using Jocelyn's phone? Is she okay? That's not the point. Look, Jake. Jocelyn told me and my wife everything that happened yesterday. And I mean everything. So unless you want us to go to the cops, you're gonna leave her alone. Don't call, text, hell, don't even look at her. If you do anything to her, 
Well, let's just say your dad will have to sew you up good. Goodbye. After he hung up, I blocked Jake's number and Sylvia's, and I never spoke to them again at work. But whenever I saw Jake, he'd always mouth the words, You're mine. Lick his lips and then walk away. Two months later, both Jake and Sylvia got fired. Sylvia for missing too much work, and Jake for harassing another female coworker and also trying to touch her while they were in the back loading area. I told the head manager about what happened with Jake, and he looked at me and said, Joss, don't ever be afraid to come to us if someone's making you feel uncomfortable. Jake was a psycho. If you need anything, come to me or the other manager here, and we'll handle it. I nodded and left for the day, thanking my dad once again for setting that creep straight. I've gotten over the trauma and fear in the years after the incident, but I often think about what my grandmother had said that day. You'll probably know by one date if this guy's a creep or not. She was 100% right. It only took one date to know.